against the ropes pod. episode of Against the Ropes podcast. Gio Garcia here alongside Christian Mosqueda back for the 98th time, right? <laughs> getting close, getting close to that 100. And back with another special episode, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very special guest, Chris, the WBA's newest junior bantamweight champion, Golden Boys and RGBA's newest champion. We've got the World Boxing Association Superfly Champion of the World, Joshua El Profesor Franco. Thank you for having me, guys. Man, Josh, so I'm gonna ask you, has it sunk in yet? Has it sunk in yet? You're the you're a champion. Yeah, uh, it just did, you know, uh, yesterday. Uh, it took it took a while it took a while for me to you know come come to my uh, senses but you know it finally did (laughs) what does it feel like to be a champion let me ask you uh it's it's a it's a great feeling you know i feel i feel um really good about it you know just words can't words can't describe and you know just now i gotta work even even harder have you had the chance yet to to watch the fight to watch some tape yeah i I watched it like two times already (laughs) uh I keep I keep like watching the clips that they have on the on the social media, uh, but you know I just yeah I watched it before and uh, it, it was it was a good fight. Man, yeah, dude. Honestly, we saw this fight. We were talking about it before a little bit before the show. Gio kind of already saw it breaking down, but again, again, you never really know until the light, like the final bell rings, right? Yeah, yeah. Just you never know. You know, you gotta gotta you gotta be sure. You know. Uh, that you win the fight clear. <laughs> yeah, t- tell me a little bit about that fight. I mean, the beginning, it looked like your opponent was getting off to a good start. He was, but then you, you came back. So tell me, tell me what was going on in, in that corner with Robert right there by your side. Yeah, you know, he was just telling me that, you know, I, I got I to gotta do more, you know, that I wasn't doing enough, that, you know, I need, I need to throw more punches. I need to pick the pace up on him. And he telling me that I was way stronger than him and, you know, that he was feeling my shots. So, you know, he kept me motivated. He kept me focused on the fight. And, you know, it, it, it played a big part in the fight. Now, let me tell you this, because we were talking about it a little bit before. 
I, I thought you had a good chance of knocking him out after a couple rounds. I just thought you had figured him out. He came out really strong, threw a lot of punches, but to me, it seemed like he wasn't hurting you, and a lot of punches were landing on the gloves, you know, from what I saw. How difficult was it to, to remain patient, knowing that it was a world title fight, and you probably lost the first couple rounds, and you're fighting an undefeated fighter, you're fighting for another uh, promotional company, another... Mm -hmm you know, venue setting per se, how difficult was it to say, to stay, uh, focused and patient? Oh, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't too difficult. You know, um, uh, I knew that I had to, you know, stay, stay patient and, you know, that I would little, little by little break him down. I even told uh, my, my dad and Robert before the fight that I knew he, that he was going to start out strong. And, you know, I knew that if I just stay patient, you know, just stay focused that, you know, little by little, I, I would be breaking him down. Yeah, like we said, Maloney was maybe, you know, his storyline was put at the forefront of, the, yeah. of this top-ranked ESPN card, undefeated fighter. Um, of course, like, you go, you come in confident. Did you ever think, you know what, like, I don't want this to go the distance? Was there an urgency maybe from Robert's corner to, you know, let's try to get this knockout? Um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Robert was thinking, you know, about getting the knockout, but, you know, as uh, he probably wanted me, you know, or he wanted me to little by little break him down as the rounds went, you know, wear him down and, you know, eventually get the stoppage. But, you know, before the fight, I was playing it in my head that, I, that you know, it, it was possible that I could knock him out because I seen that he had been hurt a few times in his past fight. So, you know, I knew that, you know, it was, it was like I had a good chance of stopping him. But, you know, when I actually did it, you know, I mean, I didn't do it. But when I dropped him and everything, you know, it was uh, kind of surprised myself. Yeah. What was that feeling like? What were you feeling when you saw him drop to Ooh. the canvas? <laughs> I was just thinking like that I'm, that I'm about to stop him. I was like, once he gets back up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop him. But, you know, he ended up surviving. You know, he, he was a world champion, so, you know, he has little tricks. Yeah, let me send some shout-outs here to the people checking in on the comment section. Shout-out to Sean from Just Boxing. Shout-out to Gonzalo Torres. He says, and the new has got to be the best feeling in the world as a boxer. <laughs> Um, Emilio Suñiga, shout out to you guys and shout out to Derek as well, checking in from the East Coast, the GOAT, yes sir. GOAT. Yeah, and he won money on you, let me tell you. Yeah. He's probably going to write it down, <laughs> write it down a little bit in the comment section, but he put money on you and won. But let me ask you this, oh, yeah. talking about betting and things like that, you were the underdog mm -hmm. on the betting odds. Did you feel like the underdog at all? Um, yeah, I did because, you know, going into a top-ranked show, he was a top-ranked fighter, undefeated. He had the world title, so uh, yeah, I did feel like the underdog, but, you know, I was confident in, in myself as well. I knew I was in the win. So when they're reading the scorecards, what is it? 115-112, 114-113, two judges. What were you thinking? What, what was going through I was your just, mind? I was like, I was like <laughs> it was crazy. You know, I was thinking crazy stuff because I know Robert was, you know, even saying stuff himself. You know, he was thinking like, damn, they're going to try to you know, rob me or make, make it a draw or something. So, you know, I was a little worried, but I was thinking to myself, there's no way that they could give him the decision. You know, I just, I dominated the fight. Yeah. So no doubt creeped in when, when you read, when they, cause we've seen a lot of crazy things in boxing. Were you thinking to yourself yeah. a little bit like, man, did I do enough? Or were you just like, no, I, I know I won this. I kind of, I had a feeling that, you know, it had, it had to had, you know, been my, my decision just because, you know, I, I, that I, do I dominated the fight, you know, in my opinion. And I, I, I mean, I never had a doubt, you know, when, when they were, when they were reading the scorecards, I, I, you know, I just knew they had to give it to me. Yeah. I mean, after, 
after the fight, I, we saw some videos on uh, ES News where uh, I think yeah. Robert says something like, "Man, that like that was too close. Like you needed the knockdown." Yeah. I think going into yeah. going into that tenth round, I was like, "Franco just needs to win these two rounds." To me, and I was like, "He just needs two out of the three, and he he becomes world champ." You got the knockdown. And I was like, "Okay, that's a wrap. That's you know they stay yeah. on their feet." Franco is the world champ. Take, yeah, take and that that's point. another reason too why I didn't really whenever I'm reading the decisions, I was. I was just thinking, like, I got the knockdown, you know, I just dominated this dude, you know, and yeah. I was just thinking, there's just no way, but, you know, I mean, it's boxing, so, you know, crazy, crazy stuff does happen. Yeah, what, what, was it, what was that immediate feeling, though, when you heard the and new champion of the world? I can't even describe how I felt. I just, you know, just a bunch of excitement in my body, and it just, you know, I can't even describe how I felt. It was just crazy, crazy feeling. Yeah, now, what was the... What was Robert telling you in the last few rounds? Because you thought you were dominating. Well, I at least thought the, that you were winning most of the second half of the of the fight. I had you up by a good margin, but what was Robert telling you in the last, in the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth round? He was just telling me, you know, just to keep up the keep up the pace that I was doing, keep keep um, throwing punches, keep dominating, and and he said, uh, "Give me rounds and you're world champion." He said, "Can you do that for me?" I told him, "Yeah." He said, "All right, let's go," and that's what I did. Wow! Yeah, for 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 Robert, you're his 13 world champion. I, I saw a picture of you and him when you were very young. Well, I'm interrupting. <laughs> yeah, that's no easy feat. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Go so ahead. Th- 13th world champion. I saw a picture of when when you were very young, and I think. Robert posted that picture like, oh, my 13th world champ. And he, I think he posted something like, when I took this picture, I didn't know that this this was going to be my my world champ. Like, what what kind of words were you, did you guys exchange? Uh, uh, Robert, you know, just told me that, you know, he was he was really proud of me, you know, that I, uh, I was a 13th world champ. You know, he told me that, you know, I mean, at first, you know, when I met Robert, uh, you know, it was just all business. Now he's like, he's like a family to me and. You know, we just had a, we had our own words in, in the back and, you know, we talked about it. And I know I know I made him very proud. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, because that RGBA camp has produced a lot of champions, a lot of great fighters and, and more than anything, a lot of great people. Let's talk. Let's forget boxing for a little bit. What kind of impact does Robert have on you guys just as people, man? Because mostly you guys just seem like genuinely just mm-hmm. good people to be around with. Yeah, you know, Robert, uh outside of boxing he's always giving me advice you know about life about about you know just different different things and you know because he, he was a he was a, fi- a fighter himself so he knows how it is you know to to be leaving family you know to be going to training camp and just different things and you know he just always gave me advice about just about life itself and you know it's 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 real good you know to have him you know by my side and you know just it, it, it's a great feeling Take us back to that the first uh, time that you met Robert that you knew you were gonna be training with him. How how was that like? It was a crazy feeling uh, because I grew up, you know, watching Mikey, Brandon, um, Margarito, all, all the fighters that that uh, Robert trained. I grew up watching them on HBO and Showtime, and you know, to train, you know, actually get the chance to train with Robert, it was like a dream come true. You know, like kind of like winning the world title, and mm. you know, it's just. It's it's a crazy feeling, and you know now to be family with like family with Robert, it's you know it's a blessing. 
All right, before we get into more questions about the fight itself, uh, we have a question here from Derek. Um, I don't know if you guys asked it, but Andrew, uh, does Andrew have a rematch clause? I know he was asking for a rematch. Uh, I don't know if you watched the fights last night. His twin brother fought, and he said he would like a rematch with you. Is there any contract? Yeah, uh, there is a rematch clause uh, that we do. That I mean, if he does want to take the fight again, there is a rematch clause for that. Uh, so if he does decide to want to fight me again, I have to fight him again. Uh, so, yeah, there, there is a rematch clause. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. I know that he had, like, um, his eardrums are busted or something yeah. like that. So I know he has to recover. I don't know how long it'll take him to, but we'll see what happens. Is there a timetable where he has to uh, give you an answer to get that that match into place? Uh, I'm not. Too, I'm not too sure about that. Um, there might be. Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure though. With this win, I mean, you, you're you're in title contention to either unify or to you know try to get the other titles. What are what are some names out there that we know in that super flyweight junior bantamweight division that you're looking at now? Well, of course, uh, Chocolatito. You know, he has the other uh, WBA belt. Yeah. Um. So. Fighting him, that would be, you know, a, a good fight. Or, you know, uh, Gao Estrada fighting him or uh, Ancajas as, as well. You know, I know he's with top rank. So, I mean, I fought a top rank fighter. You know, why not do it with Ancajas and, you know, unify for the IBF and, you know, make the fight happen. <clears throat> yeah, so the WBO, Casuto Ioka, IBF, Jerwin Ancajas, and WBC, Juan Francisco Estrada. And, of course, Chocolatito has the upgraded version of yours. This Chocolatito probably seems one of the easier maybe fights to make because he is does fight on the zone and he does have the other WBA title. Is that the the fight that you want? Oh uh, yeah, of course. Uh, you know he has the other WBA title uh, like like mine. But uh, yeah, that, that I think that would be the easiest fight. You know, since you have the both WBA, you know, both sanctioning WBA. So I think it would be you know it would make more sense for that fight. When we talk about Chocolatito Estrada, these are these are guys that are, you know, in the pound for pound rankings in, in that division. What what do you feel like you need to do to to squeeze out a win with these guys? Mm, just keep working on my craft, keep working on my my uh, my techniques, I dedicated, work hard like always. And you know, just um just doing what I do. You know, I'm always studying boxing, I'm always learning new things. So just keep learning and keep keep um keep Training hard. Like like Gio mentioned, you kind of went in a way across to the other guys uh you know promotion and took this belt. What were some yeah. of the uh the what are some of the uh, things that Oscar Oscar De La Hoya told you? You know, you, you went over to the other show and got the belt. Uh he just told me that he was real proud of me. Um and uh he just told me I know before the fight he told me good luck, you know, in the in the video and after the fight he messaged me saying uh, that he was really proud and Golden Boy's proud of me, and that um, just to rest up, recover, and um, get ready for get ready to defend the title. Yeah, and also we mentioned Ellie earlier in ES News. He posted also a video of you guys. Uh, I think you guys are leaving the arena, and then uh, you, you see your brother, and then you guys hug, and it was very emotional. Uh, describe that feeling when when you saw your brother and you guys were were hugging. Yeah, I just got emotional because uh, you know. I know that uh, he's told me before that he looked that I'm his role model and he looked up to me and you know to you know uh, win the world title and you know have my have my little brother see you know it's just a great feeling knowing that you know just show him that anything's possible dreams come true and you know just we've been you know we've been through so much together and you know just to win that title for me and my family it just 
it means a lot, you know. So it's it's it's, it's it was a good feeling to see my brother after that, you know, after after everything. I'm sure you got a lot of outpouring from from other family members, your parents, primos, primas. What other, what other things have they told you? They just told me that they're that they're very proud of me. Uh, you know, they they could say that you know their nephew, you know, my dad he could say his son, my mom could say her son, my grandparents could say you know their their grandkid that you know he's a world champion. I, I know that they're very proud of me, and it makes me feel good that you know that that I did that. Yeah, definitely. What what would you say was the toughest part of, of this fight? Um, just the the fight itself. You know, it was tough. You know, just fighting a tough undefeated fighter like Andrew Maloney. You know, he comes with everything and he doesn't back down. And you know, just the fight itself was tough. And you know, you know, breaking him down little by little. But you know, I I got the job done. Did he hurt you at all? I know he landed some good body punches, but did he hurt you at all? No, I, I never, like, I know he landed body punches, but nothing enough, you know, to keep me aware, you know, nothing enough to be like, oh, like, you be careful. You know, I knew little by little that he would, he would slow down. He, he started too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For people that follow your career, Josh, this was what is, this wasn't a straight up, you know, uh, career to the title. You had some ups and downs in, in your career, uh, I think you, you suffered up one loss and then you had the trilogy with Oscar Negrete. Yeah. What did you learn from those bouts that made you have success in this in this title shot? It just uh mentally made me a stronger a stronger, you know, stronger fighter, you know, mentally. Physically, I, I know that I could go in there with, you know, anybody and, you know, fight 10, 12 rounds hard, you know, and just do my best, but you know, main the main thing it taught me was, you know, mentally, you know, it made me mentally strong those fights. Yeah, for people that don't know you, you're only what twenty four years old. Twenty four years. Damn, so got a lot of time ahead yeah. of you. What 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 does Robert, who's been in this game, who's been a world champion before, what does he tell you? You know, you haven't conquered a title at twenty four. Um, the first thing he told me was, you know, uh, it's gonna get harder. So, mm-hmm. you know, as it's it's gonna be even harder than it was to get the title. So he said, you know, you gotta keep working even harder and to keep the title and stay and you know stay with the belt. Job's not done yet, huh? <laughs> Just getting started. <laughs> how um, how would you rate your performance? Uh, I I would give myself a a a, a good. Uh, I'll give myself an A. Um, you know, I just feel like that I I did what I had to do. I went and I I dominated the the other the other fighter who was favorite favorite, and you know his his promoter running the show, so I had to go and take the title from him. So. I did that, and you know, I, I would give myself an A. Yeah, Professor got an A. <laughs> 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 I, I, I got a question for the. I'm sure people know where that uh, where that nickname came from, but for those that don't know, where did that nickname originate from? Professor. Yeah, it, it came from um, when I had first met with Robert Garcia and Oxnard. I went to go meet with him, and uh, I walked into his gym, and I was wearing my glasses, and I was wearing like uh, my collared shirt, jeans, and I was wearing some fairies. You know, I didn't, I didn't look like a fighter, and. <laughs> I walked in and uh, his assistant coach Donald at the time, uh, he asked me if I was a fighter and I was like, yeah. And he's like, what? He's like, you look like you could be like a teacher, or <laughs> professor or something. And you no, know, everybody started laughing. And ever, ever since then, you know, uh, the professor stuck with me. <laughs> all right, all right, Joshua, you're the professor right now. We're the students. Classes in session. Break it down. <laughs> How did you break him down step by step? Hmm. 
uh, you know, just I knew I knew that, you know, when he started off, you know, fast, I knew that he wasn't going to be able, you know, to keep up with me. I knew I had a, I had knew I had a strong training camp and everything. So, you know, I was just I was just watching him and, you know, getting his timing down, figuring out what he did, you know, when I when I did certain when I did certain stuff. And little by little, I started, you know, getting his rhythm, getting his timing and started breaking him down to, you know, my punches and my timing and everything. And, you know, I think mentally even like I was getting to him. <laughs> a plus response. Hey. <laughs> so Gio was talking a little bit about the uh the RGBA atmosphere. Who are some of the other guys in there that you're that you're close with? Um I'm close with um a lot of them. Well everybody pretty much, you know, Hector, Virgil, Jose Ramirez, Mikey Garcia, um, just uh all the fighters, Alexis Espino, my brother, of course. Uh, all the fighters are all close together. You know, we're all, we all feed off each other's energy. We all not, nothing but good people in that gym and, you know, not, um, humble people, especially, you know, Mikey, Jose, Abner, um, Virgil, everybody, you know, just nothing but, nothing but good, you know, humble fighters. Are they going to throw you a little party, a little, uh, victory parade or, or anything like that? <laughs> nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the whole COVID-19, but at least a little parade, no? Uh, maybe. <laughs> a little vir- virtual party. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all training, huh? They're all staying busy. Yeah. Right now, yeah. You know what? We we mentioned your brother a couple of times. Talk about him a little bit because he's a boxer as well, right? Yeah. Uh, he's 12 and 0. He fights at um 108 pounds. Uh, I think that's flyweight or light flyweight. And right now he's ranked in uh, WBA, WBO. I think top three. So. He's he's gonna be fighting, you know, getting his getting his shot soon, and you know he's he's a strong, smart fighter. Uh, he's better than me, I like to say, and you know, just you know, a couple more fights, and you know, he, he'll be fighting for a world title as well. You know, before I ask this, because I know Chris is gonna ask, uh, you guys ever spar? You guys ever go at it? Yeah, well, we used to, you know, go at it worse, but now it's you know we're more calm. We just play with each other, but. Before we used to, you know, take our anger out in the ring together, you know, just I, I wouldn't go hard because I was a little bigger than him at the time. But, you know, when that, that's how we used to let our, our, our problems and our anger out of We used to bar each other. Yeah, it just it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The question that they posed the, the, the Maloney brothers was, would they ever fight each other? Oh, yeah. And normally people say yeah. no. But these guys said that the money, if the money was right and it would set up their families for life, they would do it. <laughs> would you and your brother do it if the money was right? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think. Nah, hell nah. <laughs> it's like, we'll make money off of other guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, anybody else in the RGBA camp? Because we, um, we had Gabriel Murataya a couple episodes ago. We know he had a big uh, <laughs> first round KO a couple weeks ago. And uh, his brother <laughs> is also part of that camp, right? Um, and Gabriel is a preschool teacher and, you know, Chris over here always trying to start some beef. He said, <laughs> you know, you're a teacher. <laughs> Joshua Franco's a professor. Where do you guys ever fight? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he was very nice and respectful. Yeah, he's very respectful. But if, if yeah, I, uh, yeah, I sparred ahead. him uh, a few times for this fight and he's a, he's a, he's a good fighter. He has, he has a lot of talent and, you know, his, his future is bright. We have someone asking here: Can Bam make 105? Nah, I don't think he can make 105. He's 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 uh he's already growing. He's even growing out of I think the 108 pound weight class. But you know he could still make it. You know if it's for a title for sure. 
Joshua, you're in you're in this one fifteen division. Did you have any trouble making weight, or did you feel comfortable, or how how was it? Mm, I wouldn't say uh, uh, I I had trouble, but you know I wasn't I wasn't comfortable either. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes I go up and uh, a little bit high in weight, and you know it's kind of hard to cut down. But you know I, I just feel like uh, I can still make it easy for sure. Was that in any part due to the pandemic? Do you uh, no, not really. No, nah. I just, I just like eating. <laughs> I like eating a lot. <laughs> what, what are some cheap meals that you like? Yeah. Uh, I like, I like uh, tacos, burgers, pizza, everything. Any anything that tastes good, I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Uh, what, what, are, what are some foods in Texas that you recommend that oh, yeah. you can only find in Texas? We've never been there, so yeah. we got to go and, and try some good food. What do you recommend? Mexican, Mexican food, of course, and barbecue. We have we have a good barbecue. But I would say Mexican, you know, we have, it's different from, you know, Cali Mexican food. You know, y'all have, y'all have like real, real Mexican. Ours is like Tex-Mex, but <laughs> I, I would, I would say it's better. Oh, you like yours better? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's biased opinion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh, are the portions bigger in Texas? Because I keep hearing that, that the food portions are bigger. Yeah, well, it's different too. Uh, like we have breakfast tacos. People get like tacos oh, for wow. breakfast, but they're like in flour tortilla. Mm-hmm. And in in in, uh, in Cali, I know it's just like they only have like mini tacos and stuff yeah. like that. But I, yeah, I think the the portions are bigger for okay. sure. And you you fought in Cali. You fought you know in different places. You you fought in in Puerto Rico. How was the experience there in Puerto Rico? The culture there. Uh, it was it was dope, man. Um, just uh, different different atmosphere, different. Uh, Different weather, different you know, just views. It was it, it was it was a dope time in Puerto Rico. It was it was a good good a uh, good experience. As far as uh, you know, not the fight, but you know everything else was good. <laughs> yeah. You go you go dancing out there, or it was all business. Nah, it was all business. It was all business. <laughs> trying to get him in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You know, the great thing about your your great moment was a lot of people forgot about the pandemic for. Yeah. For a minute um how did it affect how has it affected you you know training or in your career or just personally um um like me personally i don't really like go out too much because i don't want to like get get sick or nothing uh but you know thank god none of my family has it or nothing either so it hasn't really affected me too bad but you know i just now i'm just i don't i don't really go places that much like i used to like like to go eat places and stuff but you know now i don't even want to do that because it's getting it's getting bad again mm-hmm. yeah some some fighters that we've uh, interviewed said that they they've had trouble finding sparring partners did you have to deal with any of that like any trouble finding sparring or are has that not, not been an issue for you oh uh, nah you know it, it wasn't an issue for for my camp i had i had real great uh good sparring i had i was playing with ronnie reels with um Hector Valdez Jr. with Louis Coria with uh, Murataya, nice. and yeah, so I had I had really good work. Nice. What What are some things uh, that I guess these guys have learned from you sparring in there, being in there with you? What are some of the things that they tell you maybe after the sparring sessions? Uh, they just tell me that I, I'm that I'm a good fighter and that I'm strong, but they, they don't really tell me you know too much. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You know what, let's talk about your boots a little bit because I, yeah. I promised this guy I was going to shut him out. Um, the guy who made your boots, 
on Instagram at pkzuniga45. You're you're rocking some yeah. pretty cool boots, man. You want to talk about them a little bit? Yeah. Uh, well, I had a well, for for this fight. I wanted to do uh, something different because I always do the same stuff. So I had a uh, got some Nikes and uh, well, my outfit was gonna be white and black. So I wanted my 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 shoes to go and. You know, when when I ordered the shoes, they were uh, white and silver. You know, they, they weren't gonna go with my trunk, so I I, uh, I hit my my friend up, the uh, Emilio, yeah, and see if he could do a do a custom shoe for me. He said, yeah, we could do it, and I showed him the shoe, and uh, you know, he sent me a, a design, and uh, I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, I like the way the design looked, and you know, it was dope, and I don't even know, but he had did it. Uh, uh, I forgot what he said. Uh, some Reeboks that Shaq used to wear, or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought they were, dude. I was gonna ask you yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, because I yeah, know the Reeboks used to make that he design. Did it, yeah, yeah, he said he did based off of that, and shit. I mean, they came out dope, but uh, people were talking about him too. So you know, it was a uh, that that was badass. So yeah, dude. I, I'm gonna you know keep keep uh, getting <laughs> custom shoes from him. <laughs> Yeah, I think on our poll, I think like 82 people said they were fire, and only like eight people said no. <laughs> yeah, nah, sh- they were. They they they, they look dope. Yeah, um, we always talk about that, Chris and I. Uh, how important it is not to only shine like in the ring, but everything that you do, the whole spectacle from the music that you come out to to your looks. How important do you uh do you think that is? How how much importance do you give it? Yeah, you know, you got to look sharp too, you know, you, you look good and feel good and, you know, just, the, uh, I just, I, I knew for this fight I had to, I had to go all out. So, you know, I had to, you know, do everything kind of, kind of different. You know, I got custom chunks and uh, shoes and, you know, I, I wanted to look real nice for, you know, for being my first world title fight. Joshua, did you feel any types of nerves or any type, you know, fighters say that they, they don't experience fear where they go in the ring. Others say like they do. And they use that for motivation. Did you experience any kind of nerves, fear, anxiousness, you know, coming into yeah. this bout? I was real anxious. Um, the day that, you know, from the day of the fight, when I woke up, I was just ready to go. You know, I knew I knew I was ready. But, you know, I, I wasn't nervous for 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 this fight uh, going into it. You know, I knew I worked hard in the gym. I, I loved everything in the gym. So, you know, I was just I was ready to go. I knew what I was going to do. And I mean, you know, I was just thinking uh may the best man win hey, there you go. hey joshua can you describe the bubble we've had a couple fighters and a cup men uh, on our show that have described it uh can you describe what what it's like there in vegas uh from your point of view yeah um it's it, it's real strict on uh they have you on uh i think one floor everybody's all on one floor you know all the fighters and everything and you get tested every day before you go to sleep and you know once you get tested you can't leave your room or nothing and you know, you can't even leave the floor at all. You know, uh, if you, you want to go somewhere, then security has to escort you everywhere. And um, just, it's just, uh, you're real isolated. You're real isolated. Yeah. Joshua, so a lot of fighters that, um, you know, they say you put in the work in the gym, you prepare yourself, you get ready. Uh, you Normally things will go, turn out your way. You know, you put in the work. What are some external factors that you think uh, affect fighters, maybe outside forces that might affect, uh, uh, you know, uh, a performance in the ring? uh like distractions um like such as like drinking and you know doing dumb stuff going out and you know doing stuff you're not supposed to you know when you're in camp you gotta you gotta give it your all you know you're it's boxing you know you don't play boxing you know you're you're risking your life when you go in the ring so when you're training you got to make sure you leave everything everything in the in the in the in the gym and you did everything right so 
that when you fight, you know, everything, everything goes well. What are some obstacles that you face that people may not know about, Joshua? Um, in, like in boxing? Yeah, in boxing or just in general? Uh, just, um, I would just say like just problems, you know, just uh, doubt, doubting yourself and stuff like that. Um, there's times where I, I, I doubt myself or I did doubt myself and, you know, I just... I didn't, um, I don't know, just sometimes, sometimes I would feel down and, you know, stuff like that, but because of, you know, just everything in my career and stuff, but, you know, you just gotta, you gotta stay positive at all times, stay focused and, you know, no, no matter what, I always think positive and, you know, every, everything will go good. Yeah. Well, you didn't, it didn't seem like you had any doubt in this fight, man. You almost seemed possessed <laughs> nah. at that second half. You came out with everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um. No, like when I talk about, you know, when I had problems, you know, it was, yeah. it was like before everything, before, you know, um, before that, you know, my, my, my most recent fights, you know, I would, I would always doubt myself. And, you know, even, even before that, before, you know, I was an amateur, you know, I, I didn't even think I would, you know, make it to professional and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been through a lot of obstacles that nobody knows about, but, you know, it, it made me stronger, you know, it made me mentally, mentally focused, mentally, you know, I get through it, and you know now I just feel like I'm unstoppable mentally. Nice. Hey. One quick shout out, Chris, before you go to your question. Uh, Victor Ramirez here says, "Champ rapping for the mother, two one, two one zero, baby." <laughs> Got some people shouting. Two one zero, yes sir, San Antonio. That's shout out to San Antonio. Shout out from San Antonio here in the comments section. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> but uh, Chris, you want to go with your question? Yeah. So Josh, you're 24 now. Uh, what do you see yourself in five years, bro? What do you want to accomplish in the next five years? What inside the ring and then outside the <clears throat> ring in general as well? Uh, well, inside the ring, of course, I want to you know unify and you know win win titles in, in different weight classes. And um, outside the ring, you know, I just want to be a a positive positive role model, you know, for you know all the all the kids out there, all the all the all the boxers that you know they they dream about turning pro, you know, amateurs. You know, I just want to be a positive role model, and you know, I want to be successful in the ring as well. Now you talked about that doubt that creeps in, especially when you're younger. Uh, what if you had to give uh, those younger uh, people one advice, whether it's, it's boys or girls trying to start off in boxing? Um, maybe they had that doubt in them. What's one thing that you would tell them? Um, just to keep going. Uh, don't li don't listen to the doubt in your head. Uh, stay positive. Stay focused. No matter what, no matter what anybody tells you, you could do whatever you want to do. Uh, if you have a dream, go, go, go work hard, stay dedicated, and you know your dreams will come true. Nice. Yeah. So, Josh, you see, you you sound, and I know you are very, you know, level-headed, and it doesn't seem like you're into those those material things. You, it seems like you want to leave a legacy behind. But you know, it looks like the big fights are coming your way. If you had to splurge a little, what are some things that you would want to buy for yourself? Oh, good question. <laughs> Uh, for sure, I wouldn't want to buy my own house. Okay. Uh, that's the first thing I want to do and buy my own house, and then, you know, but uh, just maybe buy myself a car or something. I don't know. Just <laughs> I, I don't know. That's that, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. Like you don't sound like a materialistic guy, but I mean, you're working hard. You, you know, you deserve to, you know, reap the benefits. So yeah, I just I'm just curious. Like, oh, what, what would he buy? You know. Yeah, I'll probably buy like a nice car, a nice house, and you know, I'll, I'll be good after that. 
Man. All right. You guys in the comment section, let us know if you guys have any other uh, questions. You got a lot of shout outs here. Uh, a lot of people from San Antonio. How was it growing up there in San Antonio, Texas? It, it was good growing up in San Antonio. Uh, I don't really remember too much, but um, yeah, it, it was it was uh, it was you know good uh, growing up here in San Antonio. Born and raised, it was good you know to be to be from here. Hey. Nice. Are you a Spurs fan? Hmm. Yeah, Spurs fan. You know, I, I don't really watch uh, too much basketball, but you know when the Spurs are. During the playoffs, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll tune in, but uh, I I just like you know repping a lot of Spurs just because you know they're from San Antonio, so I lo- I love my city. And they're always good. Yeah, you know we're Laker fans. We got lucky too because you're we're from here, the LA region, yeah. so we're we're spoiled yeah. just like you. Yeah. <laughs> what are the main? Hopefully, like, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Now I was gonna say hopefully Spurs. You know they 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 pick it up. You know because. Yeah. Uh, I know they're not, they're not, you know, they're not doing, you know, the best right now. But hopefully, they they start picking it back up. Yeah, they had some players retire and all mm-hmm. that. As Laker fans, yeah, like, we're, we're super happy with our with our, you know, our squad, and but uh, we also respect San Antonio a lot. I know Gio does. You know, we respect yeah. that. Mentality. I used to hate them as a kid though, because yeah. they were always good. <laughs> it's like you hate them so much, but yeah. you, you grow to respect them. Like, damn, they were, they were good. They were solid. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So if you're repping a San Antonio jersey, which which number are you repping? Josh. Probably Tim Duncan, twenty one. Oh, can't Damn. go wrong with that. Solid. You're kind of like Tim, though. You, you know, you're quiet. You just all business. You know, a lot of people, all business. Yes, of, sir. A lot of people respect that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Tim, not not super flashy. Just get it done, right? Get yeah. that W. Yeah. He used to go get his MVP awards in like regular jeans and like a T-shirt. Yeah. Three <laughs> XL T-shirts sure. they, they used to wear back in the days. <laughs> I think they mentioned that uh, in the in the after the fight. I think you put your glasses back on, Josh, and they were like, "Oh, that's why they call him the professor or something." Yeah. <laughs> Does that affect you at all? Like not. I haven't. Nah. In the- uh, I just can't see from far, but I can see up close. So you need, huh? That's all I need. Yep. <laughs> you need. Perfect. Live for the moment. What, what are what yep. are what are some things that Robert has taught you um, that you learned about yourself? Uh, just that. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good uh, question Chris. Just that I'm a that I'm a smart kid. I'm smarter. I'm smarter than I think. And you know, just uh, men- mentally focused. And you know, just that. Uh, that I'm overall, just a good person. All right, we have a question here from Gonzalo Torres. Did Top Rank mention anything about matching up with Ancajas? Uh, no, not that I know of. No, but no, that would be a good fight for sure. Yeah. So you want the top dogs uh, next, or you know, the the current situation is a little weird because this was the first uh, world title fight, you know, during this whole recess and pandemic. So it was a little weird. But would you want the the top dogs like right away, or wait like for next year maybe? No, of course, you know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to fight again, uh, whenever, you know, against whoever, against, you know, any of the top dogs, it doesn't matter. Uh, I know, I know what I have. I, I'm ready. Nice. Yeah. One of, yeah, we were talking about the trilogy earlier, um, with <laughs> Negrete. Uh, one of the stats that most stands out is that you guys threw a combined, you know, record of punches thrown. When you, when yeah. You, when you think about that, that you, you top, you know, the Gaddy Ward, uh, yeah. fight, what, what comes to mind? Just crazy because I didn't even know that myself until I saw it on the on the ESPN. But yeah, I, it, it's crazy. <laughs> Let me ask you about that trilogy because you were able to beat him the first time, 
And then the other two fights were a draw. And you guys just kind of seemed like over it. Like, man, we don't want to do this fight anymore. Just move, see on. This guy yeah. <laughs> move on to bigger and better yeah. things. Is that kind of like the, the general consensus that both of you guys had after the two draws? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, you know, just we we both fought, you know, kicked each other's ass for 30 rounds. So, you know, <laughs> we're like, ah, you know, we're not doing that anymore. You just get a different fight and, you know, fight somebody different for once. <laughs> What made him so difficult? Uh, first off, he has a he has a hard head, so you know, <laughs> every time I would hit him, that my hands were hurting. <laughs> and uh, you know, he just he just he has a lot of heart. He has balls, and you know, he he fights with everything. You know, he's yeah, he, has, he does a lot of he throws a lot of punches, and he doesn't stop coming. And you know, he's he's a, he's a great fighter. Yeah, I mean, I. I... I was actually I actually interviewed you, Josh, in 2018, I believe, uh, at RGBA with uh, over there with Lily from Chicano Boxing. Shout out to her. Shout and out. I interviewed him as well at Legends, and it was it was one of those pick em fights. I'm like, man, they both seem so confident. They both, yeah. I don't know which who's gonna win. I was like, let the let the best man <laughs> win. How did you feel um, coming out of those fights? Like, did you feel that you maybe you know got the best of him in in, in, the, in one of those draws or two of those draws? Yeah, for sure. Uh... I think so. You know, we, we got the best of each other, you know. Um, uh, the the only time I felt like I got the best of him was when I actually won the fight, you know. But, you know, even even with that fight, you know, it just it was balls out, you know, in all, all 10 rounds. And, you know, even if we, even if we fight again, it's going to be the same thing. All balls out, you know. We both know each other's style very well. You know, they match up very well. Yeah, I, I feel like I saw an increase in... Uh... And, and your level of fighting from those fights yeah, to, to this Maloney fight, what do you attribute that to? Uh, just, the, uh, you know, to, you know, Negrete, you know, his style was just different. Um, he's the type of fighter that's going to make you fight no matter what. Uh, he, he even showed it against Ray Vargas, like a bigger, stronger fighter than him. And, you know, he even gave him a tough fight for 12 rounds. And, you know, just, you know, for these fights, I didn't really have to fight that 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 uh, that hard, or at least I didn't feel like it. You know, like not like Negrete. Nice. If you, if I you, think that I think that's a that's a difference. You know, he he he's he's making you work the whole time and he's backing you up, so you have no choice but to fight. Nice. You said Styles makes fights. If you had to put these three guys in order, starting with the one you want to fight first, second, and third, Chocolatito, Estrada, and Sor, who would you want to fight in order? Uh, I would fight. Uh, Toratito first, and then I will fight uh, Estrada, and then I'll fight uh, Sora last. Okay, nice. Yeah. Is there like a venue that you would want to fight? Like, if you had to pick a venue, like I want to fight in this venue. Where would uh, it be? Uh, I would say Madison Square Garden. I haven't fought, I haven't fought in New York before. I haven't even been to New York, so that that's the place I want to mm-hmm. fight at and, and go to. Trying to try that pizza after the fight, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What, what have you heard from like about New York from like some of your friends that have fought in New York or people that have gone to New York? Uh, just that it's you know real busy, real real crazy, and you know everything's different. People get around and you know walking or you know it's buses and stuff like that. So I heard, I heard it's different for sure. So I, I want to go and I just want to go. You know, just even for vacation, just to see how it is. And yeah. you know, I know it's different, so I want to see how it is for sure. Do you think we're going to go back to somewhat normal anytime soon, in your opinion? Mm, probably not. Not for a while. But, you know, hopefully all this stuff clears up soon because it's getting crazy and people just need to, you know, relax and 
stay home, let this clear up, and just let everything get back to normal. Let's see if you can answer this one. So does the regular WBA champ get mandatories just like the super champ? Do you know anything about uh, that? No, nah, I don't. I don't know anything yeah. about that. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I, I don't know. Yeah, nice. I thought about that. Nice. So, Josh, what what do what do you do when you're not boxing, when you're not training? What do you do for for you? Uh, I just chill, pretty much. Hang out, hang out with my family. I'm always, you know, just chilling and. You know, just trying to trying to stay busy. I go eat go eat with my family, my my dad, my brothers, or I'm I'm with my girlfriend at, at her shop, or she they have a shop or a family business shop downtown, and I'm always with her. I'm always with my family. Either one, I'm just you know just doing that. I don't really do too much. Shout out the business man. Let the yeah. people know what's up. Uh, it's called a Los Acos. It's uh, at the at the Market Square in downtown San Antonio. It's a family business. It's been open for a long time, and you know, just it's, it's my uh, my family and uh, well, my girlfriend and her mom's uh, business. There you go, people go support. Hey, what did your girlfriend tell you <laughs> now that now that she's with the world champion? <laughs> Let me see. Uh, you know, she's real happy for me. <laughs> she's really happy. <laughs> she's uh, really. She's just. <laughs> she's really proud, and okay. you know, she's just not just not the jealous oh, type at all. I think he cut off. Second, so yeah, I think his girlfriend cut us off, man. Oh. Dang it. <laughs> we'll try to get him back on. Okay, <laughs> probably send him a message. You, you already know what question I was gonna ask, <laughs> or his next. phone died, maybe. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll check in with him right now. But yeah, we are live with the WBA super fly oh, champion man. of the world, Joshua El Professor Franco. We're gonna try to get him back on. Yeah, I think his and phone probably died <laughs> <laughs> for real. Sometimes they forget to connect it. But yeah, dude, so I'll, I'll keep us. I'll keep us going. Going back yeah. to the fight, dude. That was, that was a great fight. Again, we're a lot yeah, of people. Hyped, see, man, I was hyped for it. A lot of people see these fights and they they don't, they don't know the intricacies or what's going on outside of the ring. So Joshua Franco was the underdog going to another promotion, a company's card. And if you saw ESPN, you saw the top rank card. They were really promoting the Maloney brothers like extensively. So um, a lot of people gave Joshua a shot, but not. You know, yeah. not a huge shot. You know, they Yeah. And so for him to pull off this 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 win was was great. Yeah, he's back. All right, Josh. Girlfriend got a little mad. I don't know what happened. It, it uh cut out or something. <laughs> don't lie, bro. I, I saw <laughs> nah, it. I swear. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was weird. Your, it just, it I think just I saw your girlfriend's hand. You're like, what? They're asking about yeah, it. <laughs> she came in real quick. <laughs> she said, Give me that phone. Who are you All talking right. to? Alright, bro. So you're sideways again. Can you can you uh Oh yeah, let me see. Oh, there you there? go, for sure. You're back. All right. You're back, guys. He's still the same old Joshua. It didn't get to him yet. <laughs> hey, thank you, Zuniga, for the uh, compliment. He said he likes my hat. Thank you. Hey. I'll hook you up with one if I ever meet you in person. So, so Josh, who, who have been some people that have reached out to you that you're like, oh, man, they congratulated me? Any any names? Uh, Not, not really, you know. Um... Just everybody from the gym, Mikey, Jose Ramirez, uh, Virgil, of course, Oscar De La Hoya reached out to me, so that was pretty dope. You know, he was happy. I, yeah. You went over there, took their belt, came back with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You went and I know uh, they, David Benavides followed me on Instagram, so that was pretty dope. Dope. There you go. Everybody <laughs> listening, go follow El Profesor Franco. What's your at? It's One Profesor Franco. Is that right? Yeah. One per- yeah. 
Cool. Follow guys. Who are some names like in that are active in the game that you look up to, Josh? Uh, Mikey Garcia. Um, who else? Lomachenko, Ramirez, Larry Ramirez, Virgil Ortiz. Uh, there's, there's a lot of a lot of names that I look up to, but you know, I, I'm I have I have a I have a lot of favorite fighters too. Nice. We mentioned a uh, weight earlier. <clears throat> Would you want to move up in weight eventually? Yeah, eventually I want to just um get a get a couple more titles at 115, and I'll move up to 118 and give me some titles there, yeah. and then you know you keep going. <laughs> you still got time, brother. You're yeah. 24. Man. Yeah, for sure. So this was this was your biggest main event up to date. When you think about you know headlining you know even bigger cards with even bigger names, what do you think about what comes to mind? Uh, just bigger fights, bigger names. You know, um, just growing as a fighter, and you know that that's that's what I you know join boxing for, and for the big fights, and you know hopefully you know I I get to you know headline you know with the Chocolatito or. Estrada and Caja, somebody, you know, just that, that's that's my dream. And that's, that's, that's what I think about. When you step away from the game, I know you're still very young, but what, what's the thing you want people to say about you? I just want to be remembered, you know, as a legend, as one of the greats, you know, just like Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Roberto Duran, uh, Mike Tyson. I just want to be remembered as one of those fighters. What do you what do you do, uh, Josh? Maybe on a day to day basis to to separate yourself from the pack from the rest. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that one. <laughs> Gonzalo Torres here in the comment section says, "Golden Boy should make your next defense on the Canelo undercard Ooh. if it happens." Yeah, yeah, that would be dope. Yes. That would be badass. In, have you been in any of the Canelo undercards? thus far yeah uh, i've been uh when he fought against uh liam smith mm. yeah okay. yeah nice. yeah so i, I young I know, franco yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know geo pulled up uh one of those posts yeah you were in the card uh yeah with anahara and with ryan garcia yeah what are your thoughts on uh on on, on hector calling out ryan during this whole pandemic mm. <laughs> well, you know hector wants that fight you know he's he's been wanting to end you know, he's, he's trying to make it happen. You know, he's confident in himself. He he, he knows he's going to be Ryan, and, you know, he wants to show the world, and, you know, hopefully he gets that fight soon. Let me ask you this, because those are, are, you guys are three very promising fighters, um, and you are the first one to get that world title. Did you ever imagine that it would come at this age? Or, or You have, I think, 20 fights as a professional. Did you think it would come that soon? Uh, no, I didn't think it would, you know, come this soon. Uh, but you know, I got the opportunity, and you know, I'm, I'm just blessed. And you know, now now I got a world title, so you know, it's something I dreamed about. And just now that it's happening, it's crazy. But you know, I just got to keep going and work even harder now. Did you cry a little? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just I did a little bit, and you know, I was just mostly excited and you know, happy and just. It's a dream come true, but you know, like I said, it just now I have to work even harder. Your parents too, they were crying a little bit with you. Yeah, my yeah. mom and you know my dad, you know they're they're very proud of me, and you know that that's a good feeling, you know, knowing that I make them proud, and you know everything that we've been through as a family, and 
it's just crazy and you know it just it made me feel good when i when i won nice so i'm sure you had like little kids around you you know i know deal touched a little bit on on, on that question but what do you tell these kids that are you know trying to get into the rgba i know there's like an age limit like there's an age requirement eight years old or what do you tell these kids who want to that are starting and maybe they don't see the end result yet but you know they're they're in the gym and day in and day out yeah, especially in today's just keep age, working. today's age, where a lot just of keep, like the internet and a lot of negative comments on the internet and things like that. Yeah, you know, there's gonna be negative people no matter what, whether you're doing good or you're doing bad. And you know, what I would tell the kids is, you know, you gotta keep just keep pushing, keep working, uh, don't stop. And you know, if you you want to become world champion, become professional, work hard, keep working. You know, your dream your dream will come true. Stay in school, kids, from the professor. <laughs> yeah, stay in school. <laughs> Josh, if you weren't a boxer, what do you think you, you would want to do? I don't even know. That's a good question. Uh, I know I wanted to be like a uh, I wanted to be a cop when I was younger, but okay. uh, not anymore. Especially with all this stuff going on, uh, it's crazy. But I don't know. That, that's a good question. I, I don't know what I would be doing. I'm a champ now. I'm gonna be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> How young did you know that boxing is what you wanted to do? I was I was young. I was young as hell. Uh, but I didn't I didn't I didn't start boxing until I was 13. But I was young. Um, shout out boxing. I, I, when I didn't even know what shout out boxing was, but um, my dad would always put the fights on the on the TV, and we you know we would always watch them and all the all the big fights. And me and my family, so we, we would get get together, have barbecues, and come watch the fights. And you know, my dad was a Mike Tyson fan growing up, and hey. I just feel like it, it was it was meant to be. You know, it was in the blood. When did you re- when did you realize you had hands? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I, when I uh, I forgot uh, I forgot how long how long it took me to spar, but the very first time I sparred, and you know, I was making some kid bleed, and you know, <laughs> I, I felt really good. I felt good, and I was like, dang, I I I, uh, I could get better at this. Right? So I just, like I did Doing, that, he, right. he kept on. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure on her. I got this. <laughs> did you Did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, I played baseball oh. when I was a kid, and then I had tried for football, but uh, like I was too small. I was on the B team, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't even get played. They used to not even in practice. They they never used to play me in football. Like <laughs> so that was, that that was out the way, and you know I, I was I was okay at baseball when I was younger, but. No, just that's about it. Nice. What does uh, what does your mom say about you being a boxer? She has a professional boxer as a son. <laughs> she doesn't like it. She don't even <laughs> she don't even like watching my fights. Oh man. Yeah, she gets real nervous, but uh, I mean, she can't do anything about it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on fighting. Yeah, I'm sure she's got the phone call there ready, like just to know the result after the fight. No. Yeah. <laughs> She likes to she likes to uh, drink a little bit before the fight so she could so she could uh, relax herself. Take a little edge out. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, Josh? Are you the first boxer in your family, or did you have like did your dad box or anybody anybody? Oh, uh, well, my dad's uncles used to box when when okay. they were younger, and okay. you know uh, my dad didn't box or nothing, but uh, and then it was me and then my brother Bam. Okay. Would you want your children to to fight one day, or would you prefer? Mm-hmm. For them not to, or mm, I mean, it's up to them. I'm not gonna force them to you know to be in boxing. You know, it's it's real tough. But uh, 
I mean, whatever they want to do, you know, I will, I will support them with whatever they want. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, force them to box or nothing. But I mean, if they want to, then that's their choice. You know, I'll, I'll support them. I'm just gonna have some gloves there for a second, but oh, they're just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to take them, you know. if you want to take them, I'm not forcing you. <laughs> they're, they're your size, buddy. Put them on. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right, you guys in the comment section, get get your last questions off. We're about a an hour in. Um, one of my last questions for you, uh, Joshua, is I'm pretty sure a lot of people messaged you, sent you comments, texted you, called you. Uh, maybe you haven't got to all of them. What message do you have for, for everybody who congratulated you? Uh, just thank you for the support. Um, if I didn't get back to you, I, uh, I seen your message and, you know, um, just thank you for always supporting me. Uh, I know that you're supporting me. Keep on supporting me. And you no, know, it's, it's only the beginning. We're going to, we're going to keep on going. Uh, I just want to, I just want to thank you, uh, Josh, for, for joining us uh, here on our podcast. You know, it's an honor to have you, you know, here, world champion, you know, uh, uh, a role model, clearly for, for the young kids uh, um, here, here in the United States, man. So like, we're really proud of you. I, like I said, we, me and Lily met you in 2018 when we interviewed you. It was a short, short interview with, uh, with, with your buddy Hector, but uh, man, it's mm -hmm. great to see uh, you've uh, achieved one of your dreams and I know you have many other dreams that you want to accomplish and you're well on your way. You have a great support system with, with Robert and those guys around you. You know, I'm sure you have a great family, great backing. So man, just can't wait to see what, 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 what's in store for you. You're still very young, 24. So I know, like you said, the, the hard work is going to start now, right? Of course. And, you know, thank you for having me. Thank you guys for having me on, on your podcast. Uh, you know, also, y'all, you know, I like I like what y'all are doing with the podcast. So keep up, keep up the good work, and you know, hopefully, I, I can be back on soon. Hey, of course. Yeah, thank you very much. And for my part, man, I just want to congratulate you. Uh, just let you know that your name is cemented in the history books of boxing. Right, a lot of people have tried. Um, not many have gotten that opportunity to fight for a world title, and a lot haven't taken that that full advantage of it. And you certainly did. Took that belt back to your stable you, you know i just want to congratulate you and the whole rgba camp robber and everybody who's worked with you man congratulations thank you bro i really appreciate y'all thank you yeah, thank you very much we're gonna Chris, tag, we're gonna tag oscar be like hey yo open those pocketbooks man you, you yeah. brought back a tag <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the virgil's fighting soon right virgil ortiz yeah i think he's fighting uh july uh 20 something or i, I forgot what day it was something like that we wish them the best and everybody else who's fighting hopefully uh things get a little better man hopefully you guys can continue to fight and then we also have a, a question here gonzalo torres thank you for being active here in the comment section he says uh, uh any word on when you'll be back uh no word on you know when i'll be back but hopefully soon and you know we'll, we'll see what happens I'll, I'll i'll keep uh everybody updated you feel a little more pressure now that you got a title Everybody's nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see what the future has, and you know, I'm just it's just the beginning, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work even more harder than I did before. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Whether you go get that rematch with Maloney back, whether you go for uh, for Sol, Chocolatito, Estrada, dude, we'll be watching, man. You know, we'll be watching. So appreciate it. See your next next bout, man. Yes, Thank sir. you, guys. Thank you, yes, sir. Uh, hopefully we'll have you back someday, man. Maybe your next fight. And uh, just wish you the best, brother. Stay safe out there. 
Sounds good, man. Thank y'all guys for having me. Right, Have a very, good one. Thank hey. you very much. Let me hit him with a quick round. Thank you, bro. All right. Thank you. I have a good one. Too. Thank you. All right, man. That was Joshua Franco. We're still alive, Chris. We're still alive. We're going to say our goodbyes. Uh, any last words from you, Chris? No, I just, I mean, it was just an honor just having a, you know, a, a, someone that we saw as a contender yeah. grow and become a title holder, a champion. I mean, honestly, anybody that gets in the ring is a champion. You know, they're doing something so difficult. You know, they're, it's not an easy sport. Not everybody does it. And we, we understand why not everybody does it. But just to, just to, to for him, like you said, to get to that moment and yeah. seize that moment, you know, he went to a, another promotion company and he won a title. And then when we saw the scorecards, it was very close, <laughs> very close. So, dude, just yeah. just an honor to have him here on, and we can't see, we can't wait to see what's next for him. Definitely, I remember when you would go to the RGBA camp and you had the camera rolling, and yeah. you would see Franco there in the corner, just quiet little yeah. guy, you know, just putting in work, you know, and it's it's great to see him now become a world champion man we're very excited for him very hyped for him and very hyped to see what comes next man big fights uh possible on the zone we said chocolatito you know soren v-side yeah. estrada has a title as well so man just excited to see what comes next and it just shows you don't have to be flashy you don't have to be like this this you know social media star you just put in the work and that opportunity will come and just gotta seize it and that's what joshua and professor franco did great role model like you said yeah and yeah that was it for us folks thank you guys for tuning in we'll be back soon episode 100 is approaching we're gonna try to work on something for 100 man hopefully we can pull it off for you guys but uh yeah we'll be back soon uh we'll probably take a week off or so we, we gave yeah. you guys too many episodes y'all tired of us man <laughs> i got spoiled yeah, yeah. um but yeah we, i think we put out like four or five episodes in the past couple weeks so yeah. uh, we might take next week off unless we have uh another guest we have some things trying to line up some things but um yeah man we'll keep you guys uh we'll keep you guys posted make sure to follow us on facebook twitter instagram for all the latest news and uh we'll be back soon hey that's it and a shout out to all the past guests that we had you know see you guys soon yeah all the past guests man you guys are part of the squad you guys yeah. are part of the team man and uh if you guys aren't subscribed to the youtube channel make sure to subscribe like we said, we're going to work on something special for episode 100. We're on number 98. So, uh, like I said, hopefully we can pull it off, man. We'll talk about it right now off air. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Thank you, guys. Peace out, Sean. Uh, peace out, Derek. Thank you, guys. Big surprise. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. We're not going to say anything yet because if we don't pull it off, we're going to look bad. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to check out Just Boxing as well. Uh, Sean Fitzgerald. Make sure to check out uh, Just Boxing Foundation doing great things for the community there, Sean. Uh, so check it out. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in, man. Chris? That's it. That's it. That's All it. right, man. We out. Shout out to Against the Ropes. You know what my mine is? Let's box bitches. It's almost fight night. Shout out to Against the Ropes. Thank you for the support. Keep doing your thing. You're doing a great job. So thank you and best wishes. Huge, huge, huge shout out to Against the Ropes. Against the Ropes.
Shout out to Against the Ropes. Thank you guys for uh, the interview, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Against the Ropes, always doing the right thing. Uh, shout out to Against the Ropes, man. I appreciate you guys for having me, taking the time on Charlie. Against the Ropes, number one.